All right, welcome to today's episode. I'm your host, Johnny Keith of Actors 2020 Podcast, where we promote actors. We support actors. Now, some actors are musicians. Some actors are also stand-up comics. This guy is an actor who happens to be a stand-up comic as well. He used to live in New York, and he played in comedy clubs all out there. Now he's back here in L.A. performing at places like the Comedy Store, the Ice House. And I cannot wait to talk to this guy. He has a special skill, which we won't talk about until later. And his name is Nate. I'm not sure about his last name. I'll let him pronounce that for you. It's Adam Ski. Adam sky but we'll let him confirm that for you so without further ado let's get him on the phone and let's give him a call right now hello hello nate hey how's it going hey it's johnny keith from actors 2020 podcast how are you i'm good johnny thanks for having me i'm excited to be on great i was just telling the audience here that you started out in new york and now you're back in hollywood tell us a little bit about how you got started and what made you want to be a stand-up comic yeah absolutely well actually i uh started in los angeles i was uh, born and raised here i was born in burbank and then uh grew up in a town called westlake village um and at a young age i started doing stand-up uh for my friend's band uh before their shows i would like to kind of host some shows uh we would we would have me do sets in between the bands and kind of mc and um as a kid i always wanted to to live in new york city and i decided to just up and go and i i was really lucky uh i i watched my friend's boyfriend do a do a set and he signed me up knowing that i had done comedy before without me knowing (laughs) i was like oh god this is this is awful and this was years after i kind of stopped doing this whole stand-up thing and i was really nervous or whatnot and i i I felt like I did terrible, but I went up and I did it. And right after, uh, one of those, you know, crazy right time, right place sort of things, um, a producer came up to both of us and was like, I would love for you guys to be part of my show. And from there, I was uh, I was booking shows at the Broadway Comedy Club, uh, the Greenwich Village Comedy Club, Comedy Cellar, stuff like that. Yeah, but I think, I think just the pure instinct to always want to be in New York City was kind of what drove me there and kind of really started me on my path as a, as a comic. What made you come back to Hollywood? Was it too expensive out there, competition, or what? was it well first of all it's freezing uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> number one it's, it's really cold it's so cold in new york being from california i was i was not right re- i was like oh my god snow's so cool from far away or inside and then i lived in it you know uh no but in, in all honesty it gets expensive to live out there man and it, it wasn't all i i uh, had wished it had been you know you you have this this fantasy in your head of what an exciting city is going to be and then and then you get there and sometimes not what it seems to be i'm still thankful for the time i had there i mean i wouldn't be where i am now as a performer yeah that's how a lot of uh, actors get their breaks the open mic nights and they get up and it's a great way like you said a producer came up to you right after your set absolutely a lot of a lot of the great people that i you know idolized growing up i mean i grew up watching saturday night live you know as a little kid thinking like wow i i want to do that you know and i and i've met some some pretty famous comics because of it are you only trying to do stand-up are you also wanted to be an actor as well honestly i like to be as versatile as possible i think nowadays especially it's better to be more versatile before i don't think it was as much as a as a cool thing to do you know you were this one thing some of the people that i idolize so much like uh, donald glover uh who's oh, yeah. also childish gambino you know he, he started doing this comedy thing and then he has the album he's playing lando calrissian i strive to be a lot like that i do a lot of independent work I'm a huge advocate for doing it independently. I think yes. um, I think that's the best way for anyone to start. If, if anyone wants
wants to get into acting or into anything, you just got to do it yourself. I act, I have a band, I do stand-up. I host a podcast myself, actually, where I interview musicians, which is great. I think doing it all is just really important. How many podcast shows have you done? I think we're on our, like, 50-something episode. Yeah, we we, we try to do three a week. Wow, Um, that's amazing, because most people only do, like, maybe one a week, and three a week, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we try to do three. It's it's a lot of work. So, I mean, you know, you, you're hosting a podcast. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's weird being on the other side. I must say, uh, <laughs> being the one interviewed. You have a really good, you know, character look. I can see you playing like a lot of parts, from you know the super, you know, nice, loving dad to the guy who kills the whole family. Oh well, I have done both of those parts. So <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I take pride in that, actually. I, I, I do consider myself very much a character actor. I grew up idolizing people like, you know, Robin Williams or Rest in Peace and Jim Carrey, who one second right. you're watching him and you're laughing your butt off, and then the next second you're just crying your eyes out in, like, Dead Poets Society or something. You know what I mean? I really like having range. I think it's, I think, I think that's really important. You're fairly new to this, just because it said 2017. Have you been doing it? It seems like you've only been doing this for a couple of years. I've been doing... Stand-up is more of a professional thing. I've been doing more recently. I've been only been doing it for a few years. I've been acting since I was a, a little kid, though. I mean, I, okay. used, I, I used to take classes, and, you know, I thank my mom a lot, too, because she, we, when we were living in Burbank as kids, there was this bar, or it was like a karaoke bar called Dimples. I don't know if you're familiar. I love karaoke. Yeah, she <laughs> would make me sing as, as a little kid on a stage <laughs> in a bar, which is just, one, weird, but <laughs> but I, I really thank her for it because, you know, she got me performing at such a young age, and, and my dad showed me all these cool movies as a kid, so, you know, and so I was always into acting, and I was and I was in, uh, I was doing comedy sports at a young age, too, and taking classes in comedy and stuff, and then, um, and then I just uh, started picking up a camera and shooting it myself. A group of friends and I started making a bunch of short films, putting them in festivals, that sort of thing. You know, I've directed and produced all of it, but for, as far as comedy goes, yeah, it's very new, and I'm very lucky to be able to be where I am. Now I perform at the comedy store a lot. I'm at the Ice House a lot. Trying to get to the Laugh Factory. Haven't done that one yet. Congratulations on giving props to your parents because that's amazing right there. That hits me right here in my heart. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. I think a lot of people get lost and uh, don't realize where they came from, in this industry especially. Right, and a lot of people will not get up on stage and sing karaoke because they're just sick. I, I still do it. I love it. Yeah. I still get a little sick feeling in my stomach, but you're responsible for the three minutes of entertaining everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> And I can see how that could graduate uh, t- and help you on your stand-up comedy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's the fun thing about karaoke is that everyone's a star, though. You know, even if you suck, you're, you're a star. <laughs> you know what I mean? My wife will not do it. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I still get a little nervous when I do, do my set, even. And well, I've been doing it for well, so long. What's your go-to song? I, I do Take On Me now. That's like my go-to <laughs> right now. It used to be... <laughs> When I was a kid, it was New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. And I think that's what made me want to move there so badly. I was reading in your bio that you do rap. Do you ever do any rap on uh, karaoke? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I like to do Baby Got Back. Uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think it's funny. I, I rap for fun, though. I do um, improvisational music a lot. I'm really into that. I love improv. Short-form comedy is super fun. But I also like stuff like Harold Form and stuff where I'm just kind of creating off of a character and then building that. And I, I play right. guitar as well. Uh, most of the music I write, it's like my music is like folky and sad. I think every good comedian makes fa- sad folk music. I love to just improvise music. And like when I improvise rap, I just saw someone on my show who was a rapper for the podcast. And I decided to freestyle with him 
on the show. My go-to song is Ice Ice Baby, and then I'll do The Baby yeah. Got Back, Too Legit to Quit. I yeah. love all those songs. <laughs> yeah. And when you listen to this podcast at the very last three minutes, mm-hmm. I have a song called The Lesson, and it talks about the industry. Every actor can relate to it. A stand-up comic just got into Los Angeles, and they yeah. got off the bus. What do you recommend them do? Uh, just hit every open mic you can. Use Comedy Bureau. That's like a good website, and just uh, okay. hit hit every mic, and don't expect anything. I was lucky. I was so lucky. It takes persistence. You have to be so persistent. You have to be going to an open mic every week, all the time. But do you recommend any class to go to, or anything like that? As far as comedy classes go, I mean, there's always stuff like Groundlings, UCB, Second City, but that's more improv and acting. Those are the legendary classes. I did a class at Flappers in Burbank before and they taught us uh, method that was pretty good method and stand-up because there's not a lot of stand-up classes there's a lot of comedy classes but i don't know a lot of classes to really help you format a joke that that little seminar i did at flappers comedy club that really helped me notice a lot of comics when they go up there they talk about the current relationship they're they're in do you ever do any of that oh relationship jokes a little a little bit i mean i'm i'm single but i do talk about dating i talk about using the the apps you know i'm 24 it's a lot of uh swiping my, my fingers yeah. get tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, dating is a little different these days then. Because yeah. I was, I, I was talking yeah. to a girl who just came from college, and I was like, wow, did you meet any guys? And she just says that there's just so many people available, they can just swipe and get another girl in like one second. Yeah. And it's different. It's different. I, I'm a classic guy, though. I, you know, I, 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 prefer, <laughs> I prefer meeting someone in person and really hitting it off that way. Funny, a lot of the people on these dating websites are always saying, I, I love adventure. That's like a common thing I see. It makes me think, like, what what is the definition of an adventure to these women? So I always swipe right on them because I'm just hoping to bump into Indiana Jones while we're on a date. That's, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So you say you said you play the guitar? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I play guitar. And you can also play it upside down. And so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I read that. How does that work? So I write that, and people think, oh, you're going to do like a headstand and play guitar, but no, in fact, no. I am left-handed, but I play a right-handed guitar, so therefore the guitar itself is upside down. Ah, um, okay. So okay, I was trying to visualize that, where you hang in on like some gravity boots and then yeah. trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of told us, you know, how you started and what you're doing. Now, where, I mean, you're very young. You're only 24 years old. Yeah. So where, where do you want to be, say, like when you're 27, 28? What's your goal? Oh, man. Yeah, you say I'm young, but I, have, I keep having a quarter-life crisis. Where I'm like, oh god, I'm I'm 24, but like the world's coming apart. Um, yeah. but, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of <laughs> always. People, yeah, yeah, exactly. Always. Yeah, I think it's just part of me just being a, an anxious Jewish comedian. I'm like, oh, Yvay, everything's bad. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, just to be in a in in a project of some sort where I'm at least known for my faith. You know what I mean? Even a cameo would be sick in something where someone sees me in a in a comedy movie or something like that. And they go, oh, it's that guy? I would be so happy. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be awesome. I mean, and that's me. That's just me being humble. I mean, you know, obviously, I just, you know, I want to be the next Brad Pitt, but fatter. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> obviously. You know what I mean? I really want to make something and be in something that inspires someone else. So many people that I idolize, even, you hear these, like, tragic origin stories. I call them origin stories because, you know, we look up to these people as our heroes. They're, like, superheroes. Like, you know, Chris Pratt, for example, he was, like, living in his car for so right. long. And now he's, like, one of the biggest stars ever you just got to keep going and inspire other people with your story here in la you know rent is so expensive like how do you get around that where's your home base yeah i well okay so right now i'm actually i am in thousand oaks california okay um i i grew up in westlake village like i said so it's it's 
I'm just outside of LA, which kind of sucks because you know getting out there for auditions and stuff. Right. Uh, Recently, though, I've been pretty lucky getting freelance gigs, um, being in little projects. That's been helping me feed me a little bit. I just did a voiceover gig. I've been trying to dabble into some voiceover recently because it uh it does pretty well. I've been doing pretty okay at that. I played a sperm on a talk show with an ova promoting this <laughs> product to help women get pregnant. <laughs> and it was pretty cool. They gave me a phone. Actually, the phone I'm using now is because of that. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, so I do a little bit of that. I'm trying to do more voiceover. I bartend occasionally. I think every actor trying to make it has either been a bartender or a waiter. I used to do it too. Many private parties. You meet a lot of people, have a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about it is you're driving home at two and three in the morning with all the drunks and you could both, and I, I saw a lot of accidents on the way home. Oh yeah, no, it's awful. I'm just glad it wasn't me. Yeah, seriously though. Yeah, no, that's all drunk driving. Not cool. That's my little PSA. Don't drink and drive, listeners. <laughs> but but back to you say you say in uh, Thousand Oaks like do you are you do you live with family or do you r- live with a bunch of people? Yeah, I live with roommates. I mean, a lot of people a lot of people my age live with twelve people in a two story <laughs> or a two room house. Um, <laughs> right? I mean? No, yeah. no. My my son does the same thing. He lives in West LA. He pays nine hundred and fifty bucks a month yeah, just for I, a little bitty room. Yep. I look at the apartment I'm in now, and then I think about the place I was in New York, and I just laugh because. <laughs> I was paying that much for, like, a tiny little space. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, my co-host for my podcast, him and his uh, fiance, and then and then his brother, Chris, who's, like, a good friend of mine as well. So it's four of us in a little place. Yep. <laughs> tiny so how do you go about getting your, your gigs? Like, do you go online, or how does you go to, like, those casting sites, or how do you do it? Uh, like I said before, I'm all about doing it independently. Right now, I, I'm kind of getting to that point where I want representation, and I want an agent and a booker. But I have made connections with uh, bookers. Um, from doing one open mic, like I said, someone who books shows, someone who has their own show and produces their own show. I've met and talked to and said, I want to be on your show after after watching a show. That's another thing. If you you're a stand up, watch other comics, go to the open mics and then talk to whoever's running it after go, go, Mm -hmm. you know, put yourself out there. It's hard. Tell people a lot of other actors, this too, a big thing people take for granted is Craigslist has been really good to me. I use Craigslist to get a lot of gigs, surprisingly. That's how you found me. That's how I found you. Exactly. So Craigslist (laughs) is actually like a great tool. I never thought it would have been but it really is. I get booked a lot through Craigslist. Where do you go? Backstage, Actors Access, Casting Frontier, all these great websites that can really just help anyone get out there. Okay, so you're on Actors Access. That was my next question. So you're on Actors Access, Casting Frontier. Yeah, yeah, I use all of them. Backstage is my the one I use prominently, surprisingly. I think I like Actors Access more. I see better roles on there, I feel like. And do you pay for that? No, you have to pay for that, yeah. <laughs> you have to, okay. It, it adds up. It's not, it's not as expensive as you think. It's like 100 bucks a year for all of them if you do monthly plans. Now, do you ever use Facebook to get any work? No. Right. Promote my own work, yes, obviously. I am part of uh, groups on Facebook. That's another. There are a lot of Facebook groups, LA Comics, New York Comics, Comedians. Those type of groups are a good place to network as well. On your podcast show, you said you talk to mainly musicians correct it's only musicians it's people who are kind of in the same spot as me as, as an actor trying to make it in the music industry make a dent in the music industry people who have toured i mean i but i also but i also interview some people that are like on the rise too i, I talked to this one musician just recently uh danko jones who uh toured with guns and roses was so amazing wow. I thought, yeah which was like wow i just had a conversation with someone who toured with guns and roses for his band so that was kind of amazing but i talked to people all over the world who are trying to do the same thing in the music world i make music that i'm more passionate about 
about listening to music, I would say. Right, right. It's really cool to just hear all these other artists and give them a platform to talk about their self. And that's why I, I was so excited that you called me on for this. It's very much the same, but with actors, I feel like. That's true. That's true. Because back in the day, I did a documentary and I wanted to make it an ongoing thing. It was called Another Day in LA. Today, technology is a lot easier. And that's why I decided just to get back into this to promote mm-hmm. other actors. Go back to the musician thing. So if a musician is listening right now, how would they find your show? I post regularly on Instagram. Instagram is like the new business card for millennials, I think. Oh, okay. I would say, I would say, use your Instagram to promote everything you're doing. If you want to go on our Instagram for the podcast and you want to come on and be a guest, we're at Alpha Tunes Media, Alpha Tunes Media, that's Alpha Tunes, as in T-U-N-E-S, media. And uh, just send us a DM or, or an email. Our email's on there, too. We have a website. We're very open and open to talking to anyone about coming on the show. Yeah, because I had a few musicians that didn't really fit my show, and I was thinking maybe I could just send a link over to you, and maybe you could help them out. Oh, yeah, send them my way. I would love to have, I would love to have them, actually. That's amazing. So you and I have never spoke until right now. No, this is the first time, which I must say is going pretty swimmingly, if you ask me. Now, do you have an agent at all? No, I don't have an agent. Uh, this is crazy. I'll tell you a little story really quick about sure. having an agent. Um, <laughs> my friend, uh, not an agent, but a manager instead. My friend had a manager for um, an agency. I don't know if I should say the name of the agency because uh, I don't want to. No, it's okay. But no, no, no. Um, she had she had a manager, and uh, she appointed me to her manager. And I reached out, and she was so excited, and she really wanted to take me. But I guess she had a falling out with the owner of that management and got fired from the management. So literally the day I was supposed to like get signed on. So my friend lost her agent or her manager rather. And then I lost what, what might've been my manager, but I still, I still keep in contact with her and she's trying to get, be part of another management firm. So hopefully that works out. But like I said um, before, a huge advocate of being um, independent. You get more work if you're non-union because once you're ready and you go union, right. you're going to get less of the non-union work. Yeah. I tell, yeah. And I, t- I tell people that a lot too, who are just trying to become SAG like automatically. And it's like, you need to, I think you need to build up a lot of work first before you become SAG because then you're paying your dues and you're not, like you said, you're not getting a lot of work. So yeah, I don't have an agent now. Now, but I, I kind of want to get to that point. But eventually the goal is to get into SAG and have a SAG agent. And I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, you have a great look, and especially with the comedy. Yeah, that's yeah. A lot of people tell me that. I think I should just go for it, huh? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I should just do it. You you telling me I should just do it? <laughs> Follow my dream. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, getting out because every time you go do stand up comedy, that's an audition right there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, totally. I yeah, I've talked I've talked to a lot of people after the show and taken cards. The big thing for me as well is that they need to know you and you need to know them and you need to see how they can help you. Because in a lot of ways, I, I know a lot of people who have agents who like they're like scared of their agents. Like I've heard this. I was like, what do you mean you're scared? Like I had a I had an ex girlfriend who was signed with Gersh, which is like a huge yes. huge agent. Yeah, you know Gersh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. She was like, I don't really talk to my agent and like, I don't know what to do. And like, I'm like, what do you mean? Like you have an agent in one of the like biggest agencies ever, like good friends with your agent and auditioning every day. I guess I'm holding out for a right person. Now you have to, because, because even if you get someone, you don't know if they're legit or not. And you may already sign a contract. You may be stuck with them for a year. Yeah. They may send you out to a photographer. You spend 500,000 bucks. Yeah. And that, next thing you know, you get a text on your phone and they're pushing you into an acting class. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you're just 
spending a bunch of money. You're like, slow down. I, I just spent 500 bucks. I just did all these retouches. I just got all the photos, the beautiful for you. Now you're pushing me into another $500 yeah. class. Like enough already. Yeah, absolutely. You shouldn't be spending that much. There's free seminars. You know what I mean? That's another thing. I guess I believe you should take classes. Absolutely. 100%. But if you can't afford it or if you're, you know, struggling as it is, you know, there, there's a lot of free seminars. So my headshots that I have now, my friend took them for free. You know what I mean? And I think they're great. We just up and did that one day. And that's another thing. I think we just have access to every art form and media nowadays, too. It's like anyone can do it. You could probably take your headshots on a phone now with portrait mode. <laughs> Honestly, That's true, huh? <laughs> you know, I think, I think, I mean, maybe not, but, you know, printing them will be more expensive. That's getting cheaper uh, nowadays. Usually the initial setup fee is like $25, and you, you just print up 50 of them. Back in the day, you were like, oh, an extra $25, I can get 500 And then when you outgrow that look, you have 499 pictures. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so back in the days, you know, a lot of the actors, they would say, oh, you know, I don't have to wait tables anymore. Now a lot of people are driving yeah. Uber yeah. and doing odd jobs. What do you see other people out there that are doing, trying yeah. to make money in between time? What do you see out there? Uh, yeah, a lot of Uber, a lot of Lyft. Um, I have a friend who, she did really smart. She actually, she became a massage therapist. Nice. Pays well. She massages famous people all the time, so it's good for networking, and it's a good craft to learn. I think I think learning a craft is probably a good way. Uber, Lyft, Postmates, that's another one. I know a comedian who just does Postmates mm -hmm. and does pretty good off that. Or Uber Eats. Uber Eats is another one. Yeah, I think, I yeah. think they're great tools for the artist. <laughs> My son does that, but he will never get out of his car and deliver it because it's curbside. He'll say, come on down. He's like, I'm not getting out of the car, and there's only – then he'll just drive <laughs> off. That. He'll still get paid, and he'll eat their food. Uh, wow, he's brave. He's brave. <laughs> for, for Thanksgiving, he had. I said, "Sorry, uh, you can't come over for this Thanksgiving." And he showed me a picture. He had like five different things of food. He said, "It's a Thanksgiving miracle." At <laughs> <laughs> his own feast. That's really funny. But back to the massage therapy, that is really, really a great business. Yeah. I know a girl, she's here from Thailand, and mm -hmm. she kills it. She works yeah. at a place called, like, Massage Envy or, or the Massage Place. She'll work right. from 9 in the morning to 9 at night, and it's just money, and money, 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 yeah. money, money, money. Make a good living. You make right. a good living doing that. Yeah, my friend does so well. She does so well. So, yeah, that's a great one, I would say. You know, it's funny. We're talking about the Uber and stuff. Uh, in my band, we have a song called <laughs> or F-U-L-A. Excuse my French. <laughs> Uh, where we just kind of make fun of like all the cliche things and one of the lines is everyone's an artist and drives uber on the side which is, <laughs> I think is just really but it's honestly a great tool i mean we're just making poking fun but just reminding me of that i thought I had it's to, great yeah. you, you could drive for you could drive for uber lyft you have yeah. two phones going get mm -hmm. a, you know as soon as one ends you get the other you wait for it to surge and oh yeah i i, I take uber all the time and i love talking to the uber drivers and hearing their stories oh me too i always i always try to sit in the front which throws them off guard a lot of the time I feel like. really then, yeah yeah a lot of the time they're like why is this dude sitting in the front seat and like you know like you said before i could be the killer of the nice charming dad so depending on the person they see one or the other and, um, and i just i just ask them like what's your craziest uber story because it's always it's always like someone threw up you know what i mean someone exactly threw up in my car exactly know? Yeah. I noticed that some of them have plastic on the back of the seats now. Yeah, that's smart. That's honestly smart. I'm like, I'm like, is this guy going to kill me or is this for some other reason? <laughs> oh, my gosh.
Yeah. All right, so we're, we're going to wrap this up here in about five minutes. So is there right. anything that you want to say or do or promote? Because, oh, actually, can you do that one bit I read on your resume said that you can make a fart sound out of your eye? <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, that, yeah. You can do that? I can, yeah. I, I, put it, I put it on there so when casting directors are doing <laughs> it, they ask me to do it because I think it's ridiculous. But yeah, let, me, let me try. Let me, let me just get it going here. Okay. Can you hear that? That's your eye? That's my eyeball. <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy so the next three to you know five minutes are yours if you want to just do anything or promote anything or do a comedy bit you know yeah, the, the yeah. stage is yours oh all right well hey guys thank you so much for listening uh, i had a great time on here with johnny i must say if i was going to promote anything right now i'd say please check out my podcast that's alpha tunes fm you can find us on instagram at alpha tunes media it's a great platform for any musician if you're listening right now please don't be scared contact me acoustic session in our living room, which is really cool. And then we also do them from over the phone if you're located anywhere else but Los Angeles. So it's a, it's a great place. Just get yourself out there. Uh, also, if you want to follow me personally, please check me out on Instagram, Facebook. It's just uh, The Nate Adamski. That's T-H-E. And then my name is Nate, N-A-T-E. And my last name is spelled Adam Sky. One word, Adamski. That's The Nate Adamski. If you guys want to tune in to what I'm doing, please, uh, please follow me. And uh, I hope you had fun. I hope this was useful. I hope oh, that's very useful. So, how do you pronounce your last name? It's not. Uh, it's not Adamski. Uh, it's Adamski. Yeah, Adamski. Adamski. Okay, yeah. Adamski. Anytime I do a show, the host always butchers my name. When I'm doing a comedy show and someone's hosting, they're like, "And now it's Nate Adamski," or like Adamski, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's not my name." <laughs> it's great. It's it's funny though. I must say. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. I knew I'd have a good time talking to you. I knew it was going to be like upbeat, not so serious. Right. So that was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. You're the man. Seriously, this is awesome. Thank you so much for having this platform. This is so cool. Bye. Bye-bye. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Nate. I certainly did. I love stand-up comedians. I wanted to be one myself. I just don't have the guts to get up there and do it. This is a very young man. If you're a casting agent out there, you might want to give this guy a shot. It looks like he can play a variety of characters. And he's someone who's not just sitting on his couch. He's out there working, and like me, he's out there promoting other people, and I think you need to give this guy a look. So after Nate hung up from this interview, he checked his email, and there was a letter from a Hollywood agent. He signed with that agent. Go, Nate. Go get him. So that wraps up show number 102. Next up is Eric Mosley, a homeless advocate filmmaker who made his way from Skid Row to become a voice of the homeless. His tagline is, I was once so low that I had to dig my way up just to get to hell. Be sure to have Kleenex nearby. It will be a tearjerker. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm Johnny Keith, your host, where we promote one actor at a time. If you're an actor and you would love to be promoted, just contact us at actors2020podcast at gmail.com. Now we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with something called The Lesson. Because life is a bitch. Gee, really? Why don't you tell me something I don't already know? Cause everywhere I go, people tell me what to do. Hey, go to church, go to school, you treat me like a fool. Now, I don't need religion, culture, or class. You don't like that fact, well, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm white and I rap. You got a problem with that? Loosen up. And don't be so tight. Take it easy, E. We got the 
whole night. Yes, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I don't want to stop because I just might explode. I'll tell you what, home slice. I'm twice as nice as any bad boy rapper called Vanilla Ice. My lesson, yeah, is hip. In case you didn't know what I'm here to inform you, I'm better than snow. I don't moonwalk or dunk like these Michael J's, but I can hold my own. You hear what I say? Now listen, learn, because here comes the lesson. Lesson one. Everybody sit down, JK's gonna take you for a ride uptown. Yo, this is the story of the Hollywood game. Choose your path careful, you're the only one to blame. Now when it comes to pot, crack, tweak, or blow, stick to the rules and just say no. Because you're young, you're eager, you want in the movies. Don't think you'll get there by giving up the booty. Cause they'll use you, abuse you, throw you out like trash. And then you'll discover that you're out of cash. Now your heart, your soul, is somewhere on the shelf. And you're walking through the streets now talking to yourself. The lesson. Well, you heard lesson one, it's time for lesson two. You have a choice, and the choice is up to you. I came to Hollywood to be a rich and famous star, but for now I'm waiting tables and I'm tending someone's bar. Pictures, classes, agents, where the hell does it all end? Every time I turn around, I'm starting over again. I finally got a break with a five line and under. My life was starting to roar like lightning and thunder. The phone rings, hello? I'm cast in a pilot. My life spun out of control just like an LA riot. I walked off the set, said to hell with this old man. The phone's not even ringing and my life is in the can. The lesson. Yeah, final lesson here, of course it's number three. Now remember, I'm an actor to be or not to be. When the going got tough, I climbed into the bottle. I'm back on my feet now, revving my throttle on the climb to the top. It's the same old games. Now I'm kicking ass and I'm taking some names. Falling, scraping, screaming, that was a long, hard crawl. But it was all worth it, I'm a box office straw. Opportunity was there when I took it with a punch. Not now, baby, but let's do lunch. There's a big piece of pie, and you should grab your portion. You can be like me, enjoying fame and fortune. Boom! That's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Peace out. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you want to see all the visuals that went along with it, just go to YouTube, type in actor Johnny Keith, K-E-A-T-T-H, actor Johnny Keith on YouTube. And not only will you see all the amazing visuals, you're going to see a special montage featuring this guest star. Thank you for tuning in to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith. Until the next episode. Bye-bye.